0: everybody. It is great to have you here today. My name is Gary Fowler, and I'm the host of GSD Presents Silicon Valley AI and Tech. I'm a serial entrepreneur. I've done 17 companies. I've been involved in two unicorns. I was on the original management team of Click Software, sold for sales to Salesforce for 1.35 billion, and also Eva.ai, an AI HR tech company that I co-founded a little over five years ago with Dr. David Yang. Love artificial intelligence, quantum computing, make the world a better place by going global. And we believe that intellectual capacity is evenly spread around the world, but opportunities aren't. So I've written about 161 articles now. Wow, where time goes when you're having fun. Over the last uh, 15 months, my last article is in tokenization. My next article is on AI and replicating yourself. So great to have you here today, and it's great to have my special guest, Gina. And Gina's a entrepreneur, an investor. Um, and I don't want to hack her name wrong, D Echiona. And when Gina comes on, she can make sure that I pronounce it right, because I'm sure I didn't do it exactly the way it should be. So with that, hey, Gina. Hi, Gary. Hi, good to have you. So tell me how to pronounce your name properly, because I know I butchered it.
1: Well, you, you pronounce it really good. And it's it's not easy, not even to Spanish-speaking people, because it's a Basque uh, uh, a Basque uh, last name from the this region in in
0: Spain. Oh wow! Well, wow. you know, I guess my Spanish paid off. Either that, or it's because I was looking at Echiona. Yes, <laughs> was, but perfect. Like simple, perfect. simple, stupid, you know. No, no, it
1: was really good.
0: <laughs> well, thank you very much. So, you know, tell me a little. You've had a, an incredible journey from Colombia. You know to to madrid to the netherlands to entrepreneurship to law, to ip so how did you get started you grew up in colombia what made you did you wake up one day and say you know i'm gonna follow in shakira's past and <laughs> you know, make, a, make a little difference or what happened
1: well i think since i was a little girl i had this global mindset i always was very curious about other cultures since i studied history um, I loved with the European way of living and the European history and the Greek uh, and Roman empire, blah, 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 I love this. Um, so I grew with this, I I was always a little bit of a nerd um, and I grew at the American school, the founder, she was from New York, a retired nun. So I had like, she has the, this vision of the world because she was from the capital of the world, New York. So. I had this entrepreneurial or dreamer mindset. I was a very good student. So that helped to open your path when you're disciplined and persevering, uh, you get stuff done. So when I was 15 years, all of my friends were were thinking about boys and all of this. And I was thinking of going to study to Bogota. That was the capital of Colombia. So I needed to go to the center of the country uh, to find opportunities so i studied harder and to get like a privileged position uh on uh, on the on the on college because i wanted to enter like directly not through through the whole bureaucracy process um my parents didn't want to for me to go so so young to bogota because it was risky of course it was a bigger city than my how
0: was. how was it you know you know you hear about the Mendean cartel and you know, all these great Netflix shows. And I mean, was it really that wild when you were growing up or- Well, when I was
1: 13, what you see in Netflix, like taken outside uh, all the production and the Hollywood um, drama and science fiction, it was really harsh. I remember when I was 13, that all my my teachers were from the US and they they were going back to the US but because they were afraid. So it was like you felt the panic. If if you were in a in a mall and you saw like an old uh car parked, everyone thought it was a bum car just because it was an old car. So you grow- so yes. if you were in a
0: mall and you saw an old car, what would you do? <laughs> Call the police just in case seriously yes yes we grew uh, with a lot of, of
1: fear that now i think here in europe it, it it has been a good thing to have because here in europe people are very like um, they didn't grow up with fear so they they are unaware of of danger mm-hmm. and i am someone that i'm like this you know i'm on I'm, I'm the on the like i am super present of, of, of any danger. You
0: know, Gina, I went, so I went to Russia first time in 92 mm-hmm. and then I lived there for 14 years. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of things. Right. And I can tell you directly, I don't know. I, you know, we used to have this thing in, and still in the U S you mm-hmm. never turn your back, um, against the door. Exactly. I've never heard that, but it's like, I got into that so much cause I have seen a lot of yeah. wild things at the same time. It was quite exciting. Right. When you were coming into these transitional economies but how is it today is it well,
1: well it had changed a lot especially medellin that it was the epicenter of Pablo Escobar and all of these then the city became the most innovative city in the world they won an international prize and, and everything and the city is beautiful it's a great hub for startups and for innovation companies so colombia is a very resilient country like it's a country where, where you are born with a resilient mindset and with perseverance uh in like it doesn't matter if you are born rich or not you have to fight for things you know no one in colombia just it's born and has an easy life because if you are a wealthy person you also have to take care of your stuff you know a lot of things so it's a very resilient country people are always innovating and finding a way to to go through through things uh, uh economically politically insecurity so i think that's a good thing to have like to have like no obstacles in life that uh, to to obtain resilience and being per- perseverant it's perseverant
0: now how long did it last so when you went down as a kid growing up where was at what point did you weren't you afraid of those old cars in front of the mall anymore was it when you didn't go to the mall anymore or is it still like that? Is it because you saw, I've seen these Netflix shows recently. And of course there's a lot of uh, BS in the shows, but mm-hmm. you know, people were down there in a park and somebody came out with a machete and stole their cameras. And mm-hmm. is it still like that or not?
1: No, no, it's not like that. I think the country was another country after Pablo Escobar was killed. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was a different story because this guy was super powerful you mm-hmm. know, he, he he gained a lot of power. So the country changed after he was killed. Then the other, um, the, the the cartel from Cali, they they were kidnapped, blah blah blah. Like everything came like smoother. It's
0: interesting, Gina? Who did it? Who did all this capturing and grabbing? And was they, it the Colombians or was it the who 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 changed it? How did it change? Who no.
1: It was a war between the cartels. There were two two cartels, right. like two mafia groups. Got so it. they started like killing each other and fighting for power. So they destroyed each other, basically.
0: Wow, interesting. Yes. Interesting. Wow. What a what a and then so and when did it change from being the way it was in Medellin to where it is now where it's really supportive of innovation and that kind of thing? How long ago was that? transition
1: well i like when you when 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 people see netflix people think it's it's recent but this thing's happened in 1993 mm-hmm. i was a child i was a teenager I, I was 13 or something so this happened long ago you know this this story started to change i i went to live to bogota in 1998 and the city was already safe you know mm-hmm. it, You you didn't fear of bombs and all of that? No. No. Obviously it was a little bit more insecure than my hometown because my hometown was two million people, Bogota was eight, eight half eight and a half million. So it was like the natural insecurity in Latin America of a big city, but was it not it,
0: it was like natural 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 what insecurity of a big city, did you say? Yes,
1: like you like in comparison to Europe, you can't go with your cell phone like chatting on the street, like you know the typical things you can do in Europe. And
0: that why you can't you do those? And can you do that now in Colombia or not? In in different
1: regions, you can do it. Like in it, like depending on the city, depending on the streets, you know. But you of course you have to take care. You know, it's like
0: somebody might steal your we, phone or rob you. Is that what it is? Yes. Yes. So yes. It's it's not like. like
1: Yes. It's not like like walking around in Copenhagen at 3 a.m. with your cell phone like this. No, it's not the same.
0: No, of course, no. <laughs> no, no. OK, well, that's good to know. So but, you know, you see the transition taking place. OK, so you've gone through all this. You know, mm-hmm. you've gone to law school. You did your MBA in Spain. What made you decide to move? Why did you move?
1: Well, I think part was the security side. Like being a woman, um, being able to travel around Europe. Like when I lived in the Netherlands, I was able to go by bus to to Brussels and come back at eleven p.m. in a bus station. You know, you can't buy that with any money. So for me, it was a sense of freedom um of being able to travel around europe the, the different cultures you know I'm, I'm a lot about the culture the architecture the t- different languages you know i love that um i'm I, i'm a very fan of the european culture and the work-life balance you know here in europe you 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 work you live to work not the contrary on on working to 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 live. just to live. So uh, I like the welfare system and the balance of making money, but also enjoying life.
0: Oh, that's Mm -hmm. great. And so what do you do for fun?
1: What do I do for fun? Well, here in Spain, it's all about socializing and going to eat and having uh, a beer with your friends and having a wine and talking a lot, (laughs) like socializing. I also like to go to the gym. I think it's very important as an entrepreneur to have good habits. So every morning I just open my eyes and go to the gym. Um, I also go to the park to do picnic with friends, you know, like read on the park, you know, chill, go to the theater or to a museum. I love art, I think art inspires you and builds creativity. Anytime I have a problem like to solve in my business, I go to a museum or I go to a concert because I think art connects with your emotions. And I I, I am a true believer of creativity and that way to obtain like the problem solving through creativity. So in the positive side,
0: so. And so what kind of concerts? Do you go to heavy metal just to forget? No,
1: No, I love like uh, pop, uh, like traditional Spanish music also, flamenco, like, I am someone that I love. Like I lived in Africa as well. And I love to getting in in touch different cultures. Mm -hmm. And music is a way to get deep into the culture, music and food. So when I lived in Africa, I listened to, I bought a lot of African music, like a lot of drums and blah, blah, blah. And the origin of the Colombian music for the influence of the Africans slaves that were uh, taken by the Spanish people the origin of the Colombian music especially in my region that's the north part of Colombia it's from Africa so culture and music are very related so if I live in Africa I will go super deep into the music and why these people think like this and why they act like this and if I, I live in the Netherlands I go deep into the culture why do these people are like this why you know and here in Spain the same and in Colombia the same like i like to study the human being
0: now how, which country were you in in africa
1: in mali in the north part of africa and how was that it was a quite a shocking experience it made me commit like to social impact That now it's so branded but I lived in a developing country as Colombia and we talked about insecurity and we talked about social difference, but nothing, nothing, nothing compared to Africa. You know, my heart was torn apart anytime I was able to go to a restaurant. And when I I sat in the car, I went through a street and people were dying of hunger. So in Colombia, you see poverty, but in Africa, you see misery. So it was, it was touching. So after that experience, I can be with you, and I can be seated. I don't know with Bill Gates in a in a lunch, and if there's food that we don't eat in the best restaurant, I will order to take that food and to give it to someone on the street. You know, for me, that was like something that it it changed my life. You know, because sometimes we are so comfortable. Uh, Yes, we're going on to the best restaurants, but we for. Forget there's someone out there who's dying to have a breath.
0: No, I agree with you. And, and so how long were you there? For three months. And what happened? So what, from the time you went there to the time you left, what did you work or were you there to observe or what were you doing?
1: No, I was working. It, it was a period of time when I was doing my thesis for my law school. And I was working curiously with a Spanish company that's called Nexo Entre Canales. They were doing a hydroelectric plant for Mauritania, Mauritius, I think it's called in English, Mali and Cote d'Ivoire. Uh, uh, I don't know how to say in English, Cote d'Ivoire. Uh, Costa de Marfil, uh, it, it's another, another country that's, uh, it's, uh, it's a border with Mali. So I it was a three months uh, work, and I really enjoy it. But it, it really changed my life. It changed how I I saw the world. And the curious thing about that is that then I won a scholarship to study in the in in Sweden. So from Mali, okay, I went back to Colombia. But at, I don't know. After two years, I went to to Stockholm. So it was the other opposite of the world's economy, because it's one of the richest countries in the world. So I was born in, in a developing economy. I went to one of the poorest countries in the world, that is Mali. And then I went to one of the richest countries in the world. So I, it, I was, I think, 23 years. So at 23 years, I had the map of the world's economy in my in my head. So it was, I think that was a powerful message uh, to myself. And I, when I went to to um, to Sweden, I say I want to live in Europe. Like, I think this is my place. I, I love the woman empowerment. Well, there is 10 times more than Spain, of course. But that was like my first country in Europe I, I, I had the experience with. So I love the welfare system. You know, I, I really liked how, how people live there.
0: And do you still but like it is, today? Uh,
1: Yes, yes. I visit uh, a lot of Denmark. Um I have some friends there. Um I have also friends from from Norway. I really like the Scandinavian way of, li- of living and the culture. If you ask me any culture I I like from the world, I will say the Scandinavian culture. I am a huge fan.
0: Oh, yes. that's great. Yeah. And so so you could live in Sweden. What was the biggest thing? So of course poverty. But what, when you went from Mali over to uh, Sweden and you would say one thing, what came to your mind like right away and when you looked at it besides the poverty? What did you say? This is a stark difference between people. Well, how these people grew
1: in a system where everyone's rich um, when I said, for example, that in Colombia, you can't leave your cell phone on a, you know, on a table because someone will steal it. Uh, these people answered me because this is the Scandinavian way of thinking. Oh, but that's that's normal. And I was like, what? Um, if it's the government to have people steal your phone? Wait, wait, that reflection. If these people are not supported by the, by the government, the welfare, they don't have anything and they have difficulties to obtain what you have, it's normal they become envious and they steal from each other and you have conflict for that. We don't have conflict because we are all the
0: same, all of us. Are they the same though for in re- reality? Yes,
1: like the same in a way, all of them are able to to buy the same stuff, you know, you know, a car. Maybe someone can buy a porch and someone can buy, I don't know, a Mercedes a Volvo. or a Volvo. But everyone can, can buy a car. Everyone can buy a house. You know, it's everyone can buy, buy an iPhone. So the economy is very uh, horizontal. So that's why they love paying taxes, because everyone contributes to the system to, to, to keep that equality they are super proud of. So for me, it was a little bit of a paradise. And I say, my friends, you live in, in the real Disneyland. This is the real Disney, Disneyland.
0: Yeah, did it feel like it? How about like dating and things like that? How is it in, compared to, is it different or the culture is that much different from Mali to Sweden? Uh, do you see differences like that? Are there cultural differences? You can say, well, geez, that's a lot different than Colombia. Is is it like that or not? In in what? In terms of like, I'm just curious in terms of um, you know, my friend went there, he said that the relationships that people would go out in groups together rather than singly go out together. And he said it well, was just different than he's from California. But right? oh. it's just it's interesting how you know different cultures have different ways of interacting together. Well,
1: in Africa, like foreigners or the, the 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 Malian people, the people from Mali don't mix with foreign people they at don't. all. Not socially, not even socially. You know, I went to business dinners with with the people I work with, and we had to interact with people from Mali, and they would just talk about the business and what we had, and then they left. They didn't want to socialize with white people. Why? Because they are like very racist. Black people are, are racist in a way. Like, like, it, it, I don't know if it's racist, but there's like a barrier because you want to, to, to get into the culture. And you, you are the one who wants to be part of them because you are in, in their country and in their culture, but they're very close. I don't know like maybe like I talked about a lot with with a lady that that worked with with me and they had this still like this um fear of the of the colonies you know there was they there were a recent colony from france just 40 years since they were okay.
0: uh, well, that's 10. really interesting you know that that's yeah. really really interesting yes That's kind of you know it's, kinda, you know, it's it's um if you start to drill down there 1.3 billion people in the african continent mm-hmm. and it's a wide kind of from north africa egypt all the way down to the south and and then you've got places like nigeria that are really booming with business in ghana and kenya and tech it's it's interesting all right so tell us a little bit about some of the things you're working on today i know you've got you've been a brand manager you know you're doing um You've worked on the Global Startup Awards. Mm-hmm. You've done um, Emprende Conmigo, uh, et cetera. But I know you're working in the uh, angel environment. I know you're doing a bit with investments and entrepreneur mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. hubs. What are you working on today, Gina? What's, what's the exciting thing? When you get up in the morning, think, besides working out, this is what Gina's going to do today.
1: Well, I am working on Emprende Conmigo. That's my legal tech where I offer services from IP, so from pitch creation, etc., to Hispanic entrepreneurs from Latin America and Spain, and also help them into the capital racing, like all the process of, of building their startups and helping them uh, to, to grow. And also I'm uh, doing a fund uh, for this type of startups from Spain and from Latin America. Uh, Spain is a very interesting and developed ecosystem. We have had here five unicorns, but Latin America now it's booming because we've had like on these past years, 28 unicorns. So um, when I arrived here four and a half years ago, the ecosystem was way, way, way more advanced than Latin America, but Latin America has grown in these two years exponentially like 28 unicorns in this past years are crazy if you compare it with with spain because spain was a way ahead for example when i came here the ecosystem the venture capital the amount of uh, capital that that was in, in in spain the local and government support the support of the european commission in latin america there's nothing of that there's no European Commission, there's no right.
0: you know yeah, so, so, six hundred million people. Ex- yes. Of in course. I mean not. it's untapped opportunity. And so but how do the do you so is Spain not moving very quickly? Is that what it is? Or is it Europe in general? Not moving I
1: think quickly? I think Spain Spain in general moves slow and Spain has the the mindset of a local market. You know, the, the the startups here are grown to conquer Spain. And that's a, a very small market. Mm-hmm. So in Latin America, you are born at least to conquer Latin America, at Got least. It. So it's a wider, wider market. So now even the, the Spanish president went to the US because he wants the startups from Spain enter the US. Now there's a new loss of startups here in, in Spain. To, to help the entrepreneurs with less taxes, to incentivate investments in Spain. But this is something that's moving now because the economy here was not based in startup, but in construction, tourism. So after COVID, uh, tourism and, and hospitality, um, restaurants and hotels and all of these were like the boom in the Spanish economy. So after COVID, they started to, to invest more in the startup ecosystem and to help the digitalization of SMEs uh, because there were like really interesting business here, but old fashioned business. So they're trying to, to make them more, more international and more technological. And in Colombia, and I talk to Colombia, but, but I'm talking about Latin America, you have more closeness to what's happening in the US and you know U.S. it's more technological, more marketing, more money-driven. So it, when you're born in Colombia and in Latin America, you have the U.S. as an example to follow. And you're always like trying to, to go there and to build your business there. So it's like your natural market after conquering Latin America. So I think Latin America is moving really, really fast because I know the low resources or, or how the ecosystem was there because it was like pure private, very low public resources for this. Um, so, so it's very it's very compelling what, what they are doing. I am, I am super surprised and super proud with, of the region. And I am super confident of the region because um, I know what Latins are made of around the world. You, you see it here. Like the passion and the and how people are when they're given an opportunity to work um, they are super uh, motivated and wanted to give two hundred percent so i I am super um, confident on on the region and that's why we are building this this uh, fund with with some great great big people.
0: No that's great and and so what do you look, so over the next year, what are you going to be doing and how do you, are you going to stay? Are you going to go back to Latin America? Are you going to stay in Europe or what are you going to do? No, you know, I love Europe. <laughs>
1: um, I, I love living here, um, but I want to do this triangle of Europe, uh, the U.S. and Latin America. Mm-hmm.
0: Those
1: those will be, will be my, my three markets. Uh, in winter, I emigrate as as the as the birds, I go to to my land to the to the coast to have sun where where people are freezing here. I prefer to
0: be. Oh, that's at, great! Well, well yes. you're, a, you're a migratory bird then, huh? Yes, I'm a
1: migratory bird. And now that summer, that everyone's at the beach, all of my friends are at the beach because in Spain, no one works in summer. I am working in summer to be able to enjoy my winter as a as a, as a flying immigrant uh, bird.
0: <laughs> well, that's great. That's great. So, all right, we're coming to the top of the hour. How do people, closing thoughts, and how do people get a hold of you?
1: Well, it's very easy. It's my name, Gina, at EmprendeConmigo.com. I am in Instagram as well, in Facebook. And, well, anything you need from Latin America and Spain, um, we are here to help out. We love to help entrepreneurs go global and to grow. And if you're interested in investing in Latin American startups, we are we are glad to to talk about our fund.
0: That sounds great. So Gina, thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to join mm-hmm. me for my show today, GSD Presents, Silicon Valley AI and Tech. My name is Gary Fowler and I'm your host and stay tuned for another edition next Tuesday. It'll be great to be here again. Again, Gina, thank you. And all of you, stay safe be healthy and keep smiling. My name is Gary Fowler. Talk to you again soon. Bye-bye.
1: Thank you, Gary. Bye-bye.